Yeah, what's up, what's up? This is Jez. Welcome to the Soccer Prachis podcast. This is an exclusive segment for Liverpool fans called The Cop. I'm sure a lot of people are wondering where the, the name The Cop, it sounds like an Afrikaans name. And if you thought of the Afrikaans language, you might not be far off because regarding the name of The Cop at Anfield, it actually derived from the Boer War. And there were some of the British soldiers who actually fought in the Boer War and a lot of them camped over at a hill called the Spion Cop. And most of the soldiers that actually came back from the war remembered that name and actually named one of the stands at Anfield. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting history on that. I've heard a lot of stories from, you know, a couple of friends and family who have been to the Cop. And uh, one day is one day, definitely. It's definitely a dream. Joining me in the podcast is actually a family member, my brother, Shallows, uh, all the way from Australia. What's up, Shallows? How's it Hey, good, 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 man. And your side? Hi. Where does boiling decide? <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, no, we groovy, groovy. Just uh, excited that the Premier League is kicking back. So, yeah. Interesting uh, setup there with regards to the cop, especially knowing that, you know, there's such a huge fan base in South Africa. And it actually has a South African root. That is crazy to me. Mm. Uh, but yeah, especially with regards to, you know, growing up of how I became a Liverpool fan. To be honest, I mean, it's not that special. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really started with my father and my uncle and his, and his brother, my uncle, both supported Liverpool. I mean, we've heard so many stories about Liverpool of the 60s and the 70s and the early 80s. So honestly speaking, just from just hearing that and observing them, Ah, that was the first time I became a Liverpool fan. And actually, one of my other uncles teases me. Every time Liverpool wins and I'm celebrating, he's like, ah, you celebrate Liverpool because of your family. <laughs> but I think as time went, you know who I'm talking about, Shallow's Uncle Ash. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think as time went, I learned to love the club by myself. You know, just observing the players, especially the earlier players like John Bond, Steve McManaman, you know, Ian Rush. Well, I caught the tail end of Ian Rush. But uh, there's mainly John Barnes and Steve McManaman. Uh, yeah. Shallows, I don't know if you got a similar story. Yeah, me, well, to be honest, I was just a ball lover. So dad never really forced us to, to to pick a team. But me, when I was in school, I was playing on the wing and uh, the coach said we must choose a player to model our game after. And I was on the wing, so I chose Barnes. And ever since that, Barnes has been my, my man. He like, I love Barnes and it actually helped me watch Liverpool more because I never really used to watch a particular team. Because you know how dad was, he watched all the, all the games. So Facts. you didn't really particularly just watch Liverpool only. But me following Barnes got me into following Liverpool more as a club, learning with the players around him, Ray Houghton, all those players, and yeah, and Rush and them, and Peter Beardsley. And they were playing some good football at the time. So True. it was quite a, a good team to follow. Especially Barnes wasn't doing your traditional winger stuff. He was cutting in and letting rip. So True. I used to like two, two. So uh, that was how I modeled my game a little bit after him. Because I just moved from playing midfield to the wing. So I had to learn how to play on the wing. And yeah, so I modeled my game after Barnes. And that's how. Barnes and Liverpool are synonymous with, to me, like in, in terms of falling in love with the club. 
Oh, well, that's interesting because uh, that might indicate that Barnes is kind of is a pioneer of the inverted winger. Or, yeah, he was, because, he was. I mean, a lot, a lot of wingers were hugging the paint at that time, you know, hug the paint, cross. And he used to cut in, yeah, from the left. He was a he was Mane back in the day. Of course, yeah, one of the archetypal uh, Mane's. But yeah, you know, now that people got a background of us, it also indicates that we're not fly by night. <laughs> Fans, I mean, we've been through the mud, we've been through the the Roy Hodgson era, dare I even mention it. It's not like we're talking from fans that are fly-by-nights who uh, saw Liverpool get Klopp and become fans. Nah, we've been through, yeah, basically mm. the mud. And as the team improved, I guess our mental <laughs> our mental health also improved. Uh, speaking of the yeah. team improvements, how do you think, uh, on your side, Peru, what you scheme about the, the transfer windows? I mean, we don't usually do a lot of work in the transfer window. Especially in January, how do you think? How do you? What are you feeling after that? I think this season, this transfer window actually works out really well in terms of timing with the injured players all coming back at the same time. So one signing, but it seems like three or four signings because Harvey Elliott's back, Thiago's back. It just makes, just gives more options up front, especially. Midfield, we needed the options because at first we thought we were overstacked in midfield, but then you realize that they all the players play so differently that we played different with different players in that midfield. So we're now having five attackers until Origi, he's still not yet fully fit, but five attackers to call upon and play different formations because we know Diaz is, 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 is plays on the left, he plays minus position, but Mane can play centrally and they both can actually swap and place into. So you can see that they can still they can still play together in different because in different games because there's quite a few games coming up. Our February is quite stacked. There's quite a few right. games. There's also a cup final at the end of the month. So there's a lot of games, a lot of preparation. But at least now there's options because I was worried about that. I was worried about the options. I was like, yo, without Salah and Mane, we just had Jota, Mino. And Minamino, because Rodrigo needed, and I couldn't see them going game after game just with them three. We did well, but don't think they can go through the whole season <laughs> with, with just those guys. So, and it's also if somebody gets injured, there's so much pressure for Klopp to bring the player back early, and that's something he hates to do. He likes that for a player to be completely healed before they come back in the team. So that's all good, all good news with Diaz. Just one signing, but. In the two windows, it's been Jota and then Diaz, and that strengthened our our forward options a lot better. So I'm I'm happy with the, that signing because he looks like a clock type of player. He looks like exactly. he's really like he got that mindset. He looks like he's he's raring to go, like, and that's what you want. Because it's similar to Jota. Jota just came there thinking that I'm not going to sit on this bench. I'm going to force my way in the team. And Diaz seems to have that same attitude. So. Yeah, I think it's a really good signing. And I know <laughs> I know rival fans will be like, hey, you're Liverpool fans going over, over. But <laughs> it's just from the few minutes that I saw, especially with him causing the goal. Well, last minute, I know Breeze is his because um, by, I think, after they did a review, they found out that Jota had a slight touch. So the assist kind of went to Jota. But it, just in terms of the work he did in those few minutes, and I know, we know, it's Cardiff. It's only Cardiff. But just with the, that few minutes and the way he was hungry to get on the ball, 
and I'm and I don't I don't know if you noticed that as well. He yeah. seemed to be in terms of dropping deep into position. He seemed to be doing that more in the middle, like through the middle. Yeah. He started off on the le- left wing, and he was cutting in a bit. But he was in terms of dropping into positions to collect. It looked like a lot in the middle. So it seems like in in the short time, Klopp has got some instructions through to him, which is a very good sign. And as as, as you were saying, I mean, it's only like one signing. The deal for that uh, Fulham younger, uh, Fulham youngster, sorry, uh, Fabio Cavallo fell through. But um, from what we're getting, it's a definite move in the summer. But so that means it's only one signing. But um, if we're looking at the grand scheme of things, Salah, there's uh, news just came out. Salah flew back. He got back into well, I'm saying back like <laughs> like we stay in England, but he got <laughs> back to the club this morning, straight into training. Klopp said he's like, no, I want to go. Let me go. So, uh, I mean, that's a good sign. From worrying about uh, how many bodies we're missing in the in the Fcon, things are looking grand, especially with the club. And it's, I could, uh, if we're looking at the ratio, it's more of like a ninety percent fitness because obviously we're missing like Origi, Ox, etc. But you know, it's looking good to go, especially regarding the title run. Um, how, do, especially with the fixtures coming up, how do you think the squad is looking now? And how is it looking uh, for the title run? Well, I think it's really looking a lot better than it was before. Like I say, with all the guys coming back, obviously it adds another dynamic to our midfield because he's Yo, more attacking-minded than all the other midfielders there. that we have. So um, he's even more attacking than Jones, which is weird because other Jones would be a little bit more attacking. But Arby is a little bit more forward-thinking and he's got an eye for passes can shoot too. So I think he's a, a very, very important asset to this title race because, oh, our potential title race, because it's not yet a title race. I think City are sure. still sitting pretty. City are still sitting pretty. So, But if we're talking about potential title race, that's going to be really important because we need to take it one game at a time. Uh, we need to focus on the next opponent. And with All having right. a fully fit squad, that's where that's where it's good for the manager because he can tweak, he can alter what he needs. If he can see it's going to be a, a team that's sitting back, if it's a team that's attacking, all, all that influences who plays. And what you notice from the first little bit, like you mentioned with Diaz, is he looks like he's going to be drifting to the center because he can right. also score headers. That's something that we don't score a lot of. But um, mm-hmm. he, well, Jot, Jot is the majority of our hitters. Strangely, the shortest, shortest forward is yeah. our best <laughs> header. So you can see we need somebody to put those headers in, and Diaz brings that to to the. He's taller than a lot of the forwards, so I can see that's why he moved centrally because Timakas was gonna bang in those crosses. So you could see that there is a there is a plan B, so to speak, because that's mm-hmm. one thing with Klopp that I never used to like that we should just keep doing the same thing over and over. So at least I can see he switched it up in that game because first half was flat. was so flat. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. But second half, he changed it. Like, he completely changed it. We went, like, he made it lopsided. He made Trent sit a little bit deep, like, and he made Tamika's attack. So he switched that whole, like, the way we attacked that game was different. So I can see that Klopp now got the, the flanks options. were different. Yeah, he got the options and he can switch it up. And I think for me, that's what makes it a little bit more exciting for us is that we know that we can push City. 
not to say, but like I said, City's still got that buffer, but we can't. Stay to lose. Stay to, to lose. Yeah, I know, of course. I like what you said about the positioning because, I mean, in the past press conferences, whatever articles, Klopp has always said that whenever they scout a player, they make sure that he's comfortable, not not world class, but comfortable in like three or four positions. So um, yeah. I think looking at looking at Diaz. Um, I'm sure you can even go in the number 10 or even play as a, as a centre yeah. forward. Well, centre forward's a bit different. We we know. I mean, hold up play as a whole new ball game. Yeah. Right? And Diaz seems like a player that he prefers cutting in onto his right foot. Yeah, but, he, um, takes he takes yeah. on. So, uh, but I think him playing off... And this is... Okay, this is my unpopular opinion. To me, the... You know, wingers like Diaz. To me... I, I love Jota, Right. Uh, Jota's been brilliant. But to me, players like Diaz, especially wingers like Diaz, who uh, like to play off the flank, I yeah. think they will benefit more with a centre forward like Firmino. Especially with yeah, Firmino yeah. running into space, yeah. dropping off. Wingers love... Uh, well, that's what I've noticed. I mean, we, we've seen it in our recent success with Salah and Mane. They love playing off Firmino. So I think this is a good time also, not just with Jota, for Firmino to also step up. It's, it's going to be a competition for places. You can see that. Like, yeah. Because there's so many options. Because Mane can play centrally. Salah can play centrally. Jota can play mm. anywhere across that front three. So it's definitely going to be a fight for places. So nobody's safe. Salah knows that too. But that's what Salah wanted. From the leaks, from his contract talks, we, we know that. He wanted more competition, wanted more players because he wants to win more games. That's what he wants. That's his, that's what he wants guarantees of is that, that the owners are making things better for them to be in a position to win cups, to win uh, trophies. That's, that's his main thing. The money was secondary to him. That's according to the leagues. So he's raring to go. So he's holding up his end of the bargain from what I can see. If he's saying he's really wants to. He wants to be in the team ASAP. You can see that he is a very driven player and you need that. That's leadership. If you notice, even with the signings, club always signs like leaders, like guys that are sure. uh, like they're front runners, they're forerunners. They're not guys that just uh, accept things as they are. He wants him to fight, he wants him to, to push, push one another. And you can see that's what's happening now in, in, in the club in all fronts. Because Gomez had a, a free pass. He could be injured, just come back whilst back into the team. Now he has true. to wait his turn. Because Kanate is ahead of him at the moment. Because Kanate is never injured. He's, so a lot of them have to wake up. Even Matip, if he's not up to par, he can see that Kanate will start games. Because, he's ready and willing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there's competition all over the field at the moment. It's only... You can basically say only right backs, the only position where train starts is no real competition for him. But I'm sure sure. that's why Nico got loaned out for him to step up his game. And Nico can be a beast when he's when he wants to be. So he plays for his country and he plays well for his country. So I I can see competition all over. So this quite is growing, window by window. But all we can do is concentrate concentrate on the next game. And the next game is, is Leicester City. And we know that team is so random. Like, you don't know what to expect. Very random. They, they can beat us 4-0 or we can beat them 4-0. That's, that's just Leicester for you. Like, you don't know what can happen there. So, but we got to take it one game at a time. And that's the next game. And, yeah. So, I'm excited for that. 
Right. So uh, we're definitely going Leicester next, and that's on Thursday. I think I've said, <laughs> Shallows, I think I've said this to you a couple of times. Like, they always uh, seems to, I mean, he won't admit it, you know, Mr. Character, Brendan Rogers, he won't admit it, but it seems like he's always ever ready to prove a point against Liverpool. I think that's why the Burnley can hit them at a 5 0, or as we saw in the FA Cup, uh, Forest hit them at a 4 1. But when it comes to Liverpool, it's a different story. I expect a high-paced game, but then again, I, I, I just, I just for some reason, uh, just similar to the Trent masterclass, I also see us hitting them for some reason because I just feel that Klopp and the boys have it in their minds to uh, just to set a marker for the rest of the teams to show them, listen, yeah, we're serious. So uh, I just got this feeling that Klopp will want to make a statement against Leicester. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, so I think what I, what I can say is that Klopp was visibly angry that first off, he wasn't happy with the, with the pace of how the team was playing. The intensity, you could see he was like shouting at players during that first off. And like, uh, I think they're going to go into this next game pumped up because he knows that Liverpool can't slip up. They can't. If there's a team that can't afford to lose right now, it's us. Because if we slip up now, that's it. It's curtains. And even if it's a draw against Leicester, I think it's going to be tough. Every point drop going forward, it's just not going to be, it's not going to be very difficult. So, right. players are fighting for positions, and they know the assignments. They know what they know what they need to do. So, I expect a very high intensity performance because they are buoyed by the the incoming of Diaz, by Harvey. Harvey lifted up. He lifted up even the Leeds players. I saw they were even uh, happy to see Harvey back. So yeah, I was checking um, it's, it's really a lift for the club having young Harvey back, having um, even Thiago back, having um, Cater there. Um, so the midfield is a lot, lot stronger. So for me, I think I expect us to to do well in this game. And if we don't, yeah, the ramifications are, are terrible. So <laughs> I think it's 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 left for us to to see. Yeah, no, of course. I think even a draw is not good because I mean it's like two points drop. Even if it's not about the points, just the team that you're chasing, seeing that you're winning games. I mean, I think that mm-hmm. that mentality alone shows that no, you know what? There's some pressure on us. Yeah. So I think that we just need to keep the pressure by winning yep. games. So yeah, Leicester, I, I, don't lie. I see, I see a one there. I see a convincing one there. On the flip side, Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. Low blow. I don't know, man. Sean, hey, Sean Dyche is another guy too. That he just, <laughs> <laughs> he just seems to have this thing for club. Because remember that time, um, it was recent, and then it was last day in 2020 as well, where uh, Klopp was speaking about you know COVID's impact on the game, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, mm. and. Daesh was throwing subliminals like, oh, these managers need to stop complaining about everything. This is the Premier League. Oh, this is the Premier League. You know his voice. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I know Daesh also always had, a, uh, you know, just some, just some that competitive edge when it comes to yeah. Liverpool. Uh, uh, games are tough, more it seems, as well. Yeah. So um, that game. I was, I think, uh, I don't know who was chatting to it recently about the upcoming fixtures, but that one was the one that I was saying is going to be tricky because of how they set up. And we always struggle. Ever since we, Klopp has been our manager, we've struggled with these defensive-minded teams. Um, sure. He does eventually get the upper hand, 
but it's always like a, a 50-50, not sure what's going to happen. So I'm sure he's got a plan in place because they're going to be one, wanting to counterattack. Uh, I don't know if Corner is, is available for them, but he is dangerous for them. Sure. He turns that counter into, into something uh, clinical when he's around. They lost Hood, but they got a, another giant there. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be a really tough one. I, I wouldn't say that's, that's going to be a walk in the park, but we, should, we have to win this game. Like this, That game, I think, will be more of a marker and more of a statement. True, a statement we, to make. No, yeah, definitely. Because that's not an easy team. It doesn't matter where they're on the log, but that team, to get a, a W from that team, it's not easy. That's not, not easy. easy. You have to put in a shift. You have to put in a shift. I don't think Klopp usually does it a tough more, but usually just blitzing them and maybe trying to get like two or three goals in the first 20 minutes. Usually, I mean, it's in some teams that startles them, like like Arsenal, no offense. Because <laughs> in some cases, we just blitz Arsenal and it's 3 0 in the first 30 minutes and the game's clear. Uh, but I noticed yeah. that Klopp's approach to smaller teams, which is ironic, Klopp's approach to smaller teams is a bit more uh, calculated. So, um, but yeah, no, I I expect a W in that game. Um, then we're moving on to the, whew, the Champions League. Inter, Inter. What's difficult about Inter is that I mean we know they're an iconic club, right? But we cannot lie and say we're we watching the Serie A uh, week in and week out. You know, we, we just cannot lie. Yeah. So the one thing we can rely on for reference is basically their performances in the Champions League group stages. And uh, yeah, no, they've been decent. They've been decent. I think a big loss for them because he really was, he led the line basically was uh, Lukaku. Yeah. But we cannot take away player, the fact that they have players like Lutaro Martinez. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That guy is a something else. They got solid O's in the midfield, like uh, Marcel Brozovic. Um, yeah, they no, nah, they're they are proper uh, a solid squad. Yeah, and uh, Italians like to make it a midfield battle, so the midfield yeah. have to be on top of their game because um, one thing with the Italian teams that's like everything runs through midfield, like um, the tempo of the game. If, if we can disrupt that and we can uh, oppose our pressing game, I think it does nullify the uh, slower does. approach. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be, as Klopp labelled it, a, cl- a classic Champions League match because mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a clash of styles. It's definitely be a clash of styles. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Inter this season. I won't lie. Uh, in fact, I haven't watched a lot of Serie A this season. Um, that's, but- that's just me as well. <laughs> From yeah, from judging from the Champions League games, and that's not even watching full games, that's just watching highlights to be honest. They they seem to be very slow in the build up. So yeah. that can work in our favor, but we don't know if they're gonna switch it up because they're not they they're not slouches, they're not people that just uh, are unaware of what's going on in the football world. They love football. So they watch all football. They really clued up with football. So it's going to be a, a tactical sure. battle for sure. It's going to be tactical, but it's going to be an interesting one. I don't sure. know. I can't, like, I, I can't see us thrashing them, but uh, we should win it. We should win it. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think the last time we've been in a cup final, it's been like two years now. So uh, it's a nice mm-hmm. it's a nice thing. I mean, I, I've talked to other people. 
uh, we've argued here and there on the on the soccer practice group, especially with B. How's it B? How are you B? You could be. Uh, <laughs> we've argued about uh, about how we teasing and taking this cup lightly, but it's still how I view the Carabao Cup. I mean, it's not a major cup, but at the same time, it'll be good to win it. Right, love to win it. Of course, it'll be a nice. I think what people also miss is that Pep always used winning this final as like a you know a boost into the champion yeah. into the the rest of the title race. So it'll be nice to also use this cup as well. Yeah. Regarding the team we play, Chelsea. Hmm. Are you, it's amazing with Tuchel now. You just don't know what to expect. The only thing that is, is what we can expect is a three at the back. That's the only thing we can be confident about. But besides that, in attack, I know we don't know. We don't know. I would love for Lukaku to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, but I'm one saying thing, one thing with Tuchel is he wins finals. That's that's the thing. With yeah, him. no, we can't like, take that away uh, from him. He doesn't care how he wins that final, but he'll take that W. He's like, um, like I said before, he's like the opposite of what Klopp was. Klopp was known for losing finals. This man right. yeah, wins finals. So I wouldn't take this game lightly. I, I, I would love us to win this cup. I would love us to win this cup. I'm not going to even lie and say, ah, Spaza Cup. But no, 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 no. I want us to win this cup. It's, of the course. More cup, there's nothing wrong with winning cups. I don't know how people can lie and say, Hey, that's this, the aim that's of the game. The aim of the game is to win cups. As many as possible. Doesn't matter what it is, you win it. So if you're in the final, it's a chance, it's a one-off. I think we must go for it. It's going to be a, a hopefully a more exciting game. It should be a crack of a game. If Chelsea play like how they played at, at Sanford Bridge the last time, I think we because they took us by surprise. I didn't expect I expected them to park that pass. But they came out the blocks and they had us. We were lucky to get away with a draw. I'll, I'll be honest. Definitely. That was a and, tough um, game. That was a tough game. We are really fortunate. I don't know. It just was uh, the, the magic of Salah and the, the players that managed to pull at those two goals. So even though we were two goals up, we didn't deserve to be two goals up. That was the last game. And then they equalized and deservedly so. So it's going to be a set up. Uh, interesting final, I think, because I think both these managers have a friendly rivalry and they would want to beat beat one another. So, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I want us to win this final. What score are you vying for? Uh, for me, I'd say it's going to be a tight one. Uh, I'll say either 1-0 or 2-1. Yeah, I think I'll go for the win. same. I, want, I definitely want us to win. Just to make like a... <laughs> This might sound dramatic, but just to like make a statement of you know togetherness, Sadio and Sadio and both Sadio and Salah on the score sheet, you know both celebrating <laughs> together, you know just making it look all nice. But yeah, two one. I'm also going for a two one. In an interesting final, but yeah, with that yeah. said, you know it's been good. It's been good. Yeah. Statement to Liverpool fans. We're gonna try and do this. Well, not try. We're definitely gonna do this as much as we can. We love this club. We love the fans. We love mm-hmm. the manager. It's a joy supporting this team, especially when we look at uh, <laughs> where we've come from with this team. Yeah. But it's definitely a joy supporting this team. Uh, please like, subscribe. The podcast will be released, as I said, very frequently. We know that, uh, with, especially in South Africa, there's definitely a big fan base with Liverpool supporters. Uh, so we'd like this to not just go nationally, but globally. And uh, yeah, I know it's good. 
Definitely yep. exciting yep. times yep. to be a Liverpool fan with the managers and the manager in Jurgen Klopp looking like he has an ownership that trusts him. So I think that's also important, especially the players. I think that's the three-tier structure of success with the owners, the manager and the players are all in sync. So yeah, it's looking like mm. good times. Closing statements, Ishaq? Yeah. This has been a, a fun podcast. First time doing a podcast and really yeah. enjoyed it and on a topic that we love. Hopefully we be Carabao champions at the end of this month. And Careful. yeah, so we meet again. Sharp guys, you'll never walk alone.